Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market podcast, brought to you by Mountaintop Data and Joe Topiar. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. I'm Sky Cassidy, and uh, good morning, Carla Jill Helms. Good morning. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Today, we'll be talking with Brandon Leibowitz of SEO Optimizers about uh, getting the Google featured snippet. So we'll be getting into SEO a bit, but uh, specifically that that featured snippet, what it is, and how to uh, up your chances of, of getting that will be today's topic. Brandon's been helping uh, small to medium-sized businesses get more traffic to their websites, SEO, you know it as, ultimately converting to clients, sales, leads for the past 14 years. So he's gone pretty deep into this. Brandon, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to share some SEO strategies and tips and hopefully help get people or help get more traffic from Google. Yeah, let's get that Google snippet going. Yeah, there's a lot of top yeah. SEO. We all know SEO, 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 okay. But the Google featured snippet, can you just to start out, what is that? What is the feature yeah, snippet? Yeah, what the heck? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Google, when you search, they'll have ads at the top. and Well, sometimes. So Google might have ads and might not have ads, but in between those ads are the organic results. Wait, wait, breaking news to start out with, Google might not have ads? <laughs> what? I've seen the whole first page ads half the time. Um, so yeah. is, do they really not have ads sometimes? Like if you search for something super lame, like when would they not have ads? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Google changes it up all the time. Sometimes they'll show ads, sometimes they won't show ads. They might show four ads at the top or three or two or one or zero sometimes surprisingly and same with at the bottom they might have three or two or one or no ads kind of changes it all up but yeah i'm not sure exactly too much about how all the ads work when google decides to serve them i mean sometimes keywords don't have anybody competing for them so like people's names that sounds like a that. drinking don't game usually have ads like can, can, mm -hmm. can you find the google search with no ads <laughs> yep, search and find it without using an ad blocker. Let's see if you can find some searches. But but yeah, occasionally they do pop up. So that if you're trying to get some free traffic or cheap traffic, you can bid on those keywords and get cheap traffic. But we want targeted traffic. We want people to convert into sales, leads, phone calls, because traffic is great, but it doesn't really do much if they don't convert. So right. So but, we've got the the ads at the top. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And then in between the ads are the websites or the organic listings. So put 10 websites up in there and that's where SEO usually is. Let's get your website listed in there. And over the years, Google's gotten a lot more dynamic. Now there's images in between those websites, there's videos, there's maps if you're a local business. And a couple of years ago, they added this featured snippet, which is a little box above the organic listing. So it's at the top. So it's higher than position one. They call it position zero where It'll pretty much have a little snippet of whatever you're searching for. They'll try to give you the answer so you don't even have to go onto that website because the longer you stay on Google, the more likely you are to click on ads. So Google is usually going to show that featured snippets for keywords that don't have ads because why would Google want you to leave Google and go to another website when they could keep you on Google and then have you do another search and hopefully find some ads, click on those ads, and Google is happy. I mean, that's all they really care about is how can they get more ad revenue? How can they get you click on those ads more frequently? And if they show your content in the search results, which is good and bad, I mean, now a lot of websites are losing out on traffic because you don't have to necessarily click onto that website to get that answer. Like if you're searching for the score of a football game or if you're asking like what's five plus five or how to translate languages, 
all that stuff is given to you right there. I mean, not all of them are featured snippets. The but- Google snippet is good and bad. Yep. It's really enticing people. Like I'm always going to use Google because they're going to give me what I need, but I get my data and I don't really have to go to that website, but I'm always going to go back to Google and hopefully click on some ads when I need them. Yep. So hopefully you could brand yourself. So when people see that feature snippet, they know, oh, this is coming from Target or whatever company it is. But even then you're still losing out on a lot of traffic. I think nowadays half the searches don't result in clicks to websites on Google just because half 50%. Yeah. That's what I was reading a year ago. And I'm not sure it's probably going up because Google gives you that information right there. They want you to stay on Google longer and not have to go onto these third-party sites unless they own them like YouTube. Google is the enabler for the lazy people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They want to make it as easy Come on, Sky. I'm waiting for your like conspiracy theories to come out. Come on. I've got it locked and loaded. I was just waiting for the opportunity to jump in. This this really irks me. I'm waiting. So before I throw out my conspiracy theory... um, my manifesto here are you saying brandon that the feature snippet is good or bad it's both it's good and bad because you're losing out on traffic but you are position zero so you're above your your competitors so but now it's your your information is featured you get your information in position zero though but it is it your brand does it link through to your site Mm-hmm. Yeah, links to your site, but okay. luckily there's not that much text there. So if it's a really technical question, then that feature snippet is only going to hint at it. But if it's just a basic question where it's just a one sentence answer that Google could give to you, then that website is going to lose out on a lot of traffic. I mean, okay, so here's yeah. my, uh, getting into my conspiracy, but so this will be the featured snippet. You do want that. There is a way to increase your chance, everything with Google's an algorithm. So increase your chances of getting your information featured in that snippet. And then I would guess there's probably ways of writing the information that's going to get in there so that it's more leading than definitive. It's kind of like in your emails, you want your subject line to have enough information for the people to want to see what's inside, but not so much information they can make up their mind as to whether or not they're interested. Otherwise they never open the email. So here's, here's a Carla Joe was, was poking me for a conspiracy theory. Um, I really like open markets and uh, I think it's good for capitalism. Competition is good for businesses. It's good for consumers. It's good for everybody. And one of the things that bothers me about what, you know, Google is a closed marketplace. Ultimately they have a search engine and they want to own all the traffic. That's their business model. Okay. They provide this great search engine and these things always start out this way. It's an analogy of the marketplace would be you have a public marketplace and people can come and they can put up their booth and, and show their wares there. But then someone comes along with their private marketplace and they're doing a great job of it. And they're offering like, hey, you can set up your booth for free and we're going to promote you. But then over time, they start cutting back how much you can get for free. And once they've squeezed out the public marketplace, now they weren't really interested in providing all these services. They were interested in owning the marketplace. And there's many channels. Uh, My company provides data. Email is one of them. That's an open marketplace. It's, you know, anyone can join. It's a public marketplace, basically. Um, I see companies like Google and they come in and they provide this great search engine. Okay, that's awesome. But then they start squeezing and squeezing and squeezing and more ads and more. And eventually it's not, if you have the best content, people are going to see your stuff. And it's that competition. It's competition with ad dollars. And 
you know, even something like this, it seems like with the snippet, they're looking to say, we can put you at the top if you give us the content we need for our product to be good for people, but we're not going to even then pass them through to you from that. We're going to take what you're giving, give it to them, have you thank us for doing that and then not push them through to your site most likely. Um, I, I, I don't know. It really irks me when I see public marketplaces being squeezed and privatized for profit like that because it then becomes only the companies that can afford to buy the space get to show their wares. Uh, so there's my conspiracy theory, Carla Joe. Now back, <laughs> back to the featured snippet. Um, so this is something we want. You want as a company to get there. You want as a company to get ranked by Google. Um, you have to provide good content to do it. Ultimately, they have algorithms designed to try to get people the answers when they search for something they want or the get to I the I actually site, love the Google right? snippet. I, you know, I really do. Like when I find something I need right away, I'm like, oh, bam, right? Right. But right. I didn't know the whole thing behind it. It's true. I don't always go to that site. So, so Brandon, outside of, of my whole... Uh, competition and capitalism and conspiracy theory stuff here with the featured snippet. Um, how can people get into that? Yeah. Yeah, that is a good question. No one really knows. <laughs> Brandon's like, that's a great question. <laughs> Let me yeah, rephrase yeah. it. Let me rephrase it. How can people increase their odds of being featured in that featured snippet? Yeah, the most best way to do it is just search. And if you see that featured snippet appear, take that question, put it on your website answer that question because that's all it is, is someone's asking a question or searching for a topic or statement. And if you don't have that statement or question on your website, Google's not going to think that you're the most relevant answer and they're never going to show you for that. But if you have that question or that statement there and you answer it, then Google's like, hmm, maybe we should show you, but that doesn't guarantee it. But that does increase the chances of just, if it's there and you see it already there, or you see that it's showing on Google that featured snippet. Just take that and pull that data and rewrite it. Don't copy it verbatim. Google's actually going to penalize you. They want original content. So don't just copy it exactly how it is. But you can probably copy that question, the question part of it or the statement, and then just have your own unique answer. And that will help increase those chances. But other than that, it is a little tricky with that, with the featured snippet. You could add schema code on your website which is a whole nother programming language, schema.org, which kind of marks up your website and tells Google and all the, I mean, the search engines created this language, schema.org. So they look at that as this is a really important element and they'll take that and look at that and put a lot of emphasis. That sounds complicated. Yeah, they don't make it easy. They don't make it easy. You can also use like header tags, which is also another little piece of code where you could put H2 or like headers, which almost all editors say like, use these header tags, but Google put emphasis on those for SEO saying these header tags are where we're going to say, this is an important section on your website. So you have your question or that statement in an H2 tag, or yeah, that's more likely. You don't want to make it an H1 tag because that's the title of the page, but, but you have H2 and H3 and H4 and H5, all these H header tags, but I would say an H2 tag, you put that question in there and then just answer it. And that tells Google, this is an important section on your website. It is a little complicated. It's not the easiest, but if you do those things, more than likely Google might show you again, it's kind of random, even so, having all that stuff. So what's there, in the Google ranking of like to easiest to most difficult. So the easiest is to copy the question, put it on your website and then rewrite the copy for Google. Right. If you mm -hmm. want to own the question. 
Yeah, the next yeah. one is the H2 That's... tag, I think, because schema seems pretty like advanced. Am I right? Yeah, schema is a little trickier, but yeah, definitely the content. I mean, content is always number one in Google. Content, 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 content so, is the most important thing. Let's say you've got a question and you want to be the featured answer for this question, right? If people ask this, I want I want to own the um, the featured snippet on it. Do you want to create a page just for that answer? Let's say companies are using WordPress and uh, they're going to create a page and do they put the question and the answer on the page? Should it be mixed in with other content or have its own page? Does, do you know if that matters? I would just keep it on one or keep it on a page that's most relevant. I want to just have, because then you're making an FAQ style page, frequently asked right. questions where you can have questions and answers, but it's a lot better to put it on a page that's related to that topic because yeah. then that page has all this content versus an FAQ page is, might just have a few hundred words where it's, if you put on a real page, might have a few thousand words and content is so important to Google more supporting that topic, supporting the answer surrounding it. Cause Google is just look at the content. They look at the content around it, the images around it, the file names around it, all that stuff is important to Google. So they don't just look at that question. If they just saw that question answer answered, they might say, all right, this is good, but there's no supporting content to it. And then they probably right. won't like you as well. So you're not going to try to get, 50 different questions that you have the snippet for by just creating, like you said, FAQ style, each their own page, you really need to have a blog post around it or something like that in order to, um, to really appeal most likely to the algorithm. Or a page. It doesn't have to be a blog post. It could be a page. Cause I mean, a lot of websites are doing this now where they'll just incorporate FAQ questions onto their website on every single page on their website, each page, like I do SEO link building, they might have FAQ about link building. I have keyword research. I'll have FAQs about keyword research on my keyword research service page. So I'm not even worried really about the blog post, more of the service pages. Now FAQ, FAQ, you're saying that, is that a technical thing or is that something like, can you just write the question and the answer on in the yeah. page or do you mm -hmm. need to refer to it in a tag as an FAQ or something like that for Google to grab it? No, you just write it out, put FAQ, frequently asked questions. You could put the H2 tag. Then if you want to mark it up with schema, you could do that and take it to the next level. And then but you could have an FAQ on every page mm -hmm. as part of the content. Yep. That's the best way to do it. Every page that have a separate FAQ section because Google now even pulls those FAQs into your listings sometimes. Not all the time. This one's really, really rare. But if you search for like hotels in any city, fill in the blank, whatever you put it in, you'll see, skip the ads, but look at the organic listings like Booking, Expedia, TripAdvisor. All these websites now have the FAQs, the questions, answers right below their website. So it's built into their website. So they have that blue clickable link, the SEO title tag. They have their black text, the meta description, but now they have an FAQ section and they could put paragraphs on there where you click on it a paragraph is going to pop up and it's going to push all your con your competitors down off the fold. So they're not even visible anymore on that first page of Google where you're just taking up all the real estate, but that's taking it to the next level. It's called FAQ schema, but that is what I would really do and do for myself and my clients, but it doesn't work. All okay. The time. So we have, we have the Google snippet, copy and paste the question, do the content. Then we have the H2 tag. Then we have schema and then we have FAQ schema. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. There's all these different <laughs> little content pieces, but this all really enhances your listing and makes it pop out if Google decides to show it. Google doesn't right. really show it that much, but if you search for like hotels in any city, you'll see 
those FAQ schemas pop up on all those big sites and they're just, yeah, it's easy enough to do because people are asking questions. Yeah. If you don't have that question on your website, Google's going to be like, why would we show you? But if you have those That's questions kick ass. And, answer, and it only has to be a two sentence answer, you don't have to write a whole paragraph, but right. Expedia and all these companies are doing it to push their competitors down, which is pretty sneaky. You can even have Interesting. links in there with clickable links back Does to Does that show pages. up on the Google snippet? Mm -hmm. In your search results, yeah. In, Google, in your search results. Uh, yeah, they'll grab so. whatever you put in there. So if you put yeah. a link into your answer to make yeah. sure they can get through to you. So you might kind of cool. answer the question, but also say for more info on this, but, but like, like right in the middle mm -hmm. of the answer, build in yes. your- Click here, call oh. today. You can put your phone number. You can put a call to action. You could do a lot of stuff with that one. That one is unique. And you could have three questions or you could put five questions or 10 questions in Google. I'm not sure how many they'll pull in, but I've seen- They'll pull out a decent amount and they'll pull in all that content. So instead of just writing two sentences, you can write a paragraph and that's going to push your competitors down really off that first. So page on first. one page, do you want to have one FAQ or one, you know, kind of featured snippet targeted answer on a page, or can you put multiple per page on your site? I put multiple. I would just search in Google. So if my keyword was link building, I would just search in Google link building, see if a featured snippet appears at position zero. If so, grab that question. If not, keep scrolling down. And Google has this section, it's called People Also Ask. So I would take all those questions and put them on my page for SEO link building. Oh. If I have a page for SEO keyword research, I would type in to Google keyword research for SEO, see what that featured snippet is and see what that people also ask and take all those questions, throw it on the very bottom of my keyword research page as an FAQ style thing. And, and then if you wanna mark it up in schema, that's how Google reads it, which the schema part is a little tricky. You need to know coding and I'm not the best at coding either, but there's tools. Oh, don't there. say that. No, no, no. <laughs> Coding is a whole nother language to me. Like with SEO, luckily, I mean, nowadays with WordPress, Shopify, Squarespace, Wix, it helps out. But back in 2007, when I first started doing it, you need to know Dreamweaver, like basic HTML, but scheme and all that stuff is, right. can be tricky. So wow. the, the basic H2 tag, the listeners for the show are marketers and they're saying, okay, What's this H2 thing you're talking about? It's just to explain and correct mm. me if, if I get anything wrong on this. Basically, the font size, something is going to display on your site. You can say display at this point to make something the size you want. Or if you call it an H2 tag, instead of saying display at, you know, 24 point font or whatever it is, um, you call it one of these specific types of tags. And the search engine looks for these tags, knowing it's that's basically saying this is the main topic of this area because you put it inside an H2 tag, meaning heading, second, the second heading, so subheading tag. Um, that's just how they look for it, not for font size or something like that. Um, so by using yeah. H2 tag, a heading two tag or subheading tag, uh, you're going to make it easier for Google to find that this is the topic of, of the area, of the page that they should look to index. Um, yeah. Yeah, something of interest you said, if there's not a featured snippet to go look at the people also asked. I think it was. Yeah. That's what um, said. It seems that those questions, yeah. if there's not a featured snippet, those would be kind of the low hanging fruit. Cause if there is one, now you're competing against, you know, if you just say, what is SEO, there's gonna be a lot of people fighting for that featured snippet. But mm -hmm. if you have some questions and you don't see a featured snippet there, now you can probably get that one pretty easily since there's no competition. Right. 
Yeah, the people also ask pretty much the same thing as a featured snippet or not the same, but similar how Google pulls it in. Like you have that mm -hmm. question and that answer on your website. Google sees that on your website and they'll be like, all right, you're probably the most relevant if you have this question and answer. But if you don't have that question and answer on your website, Google's not going to show you for that people also ask or that featured snippet. So it all comes down really to content. Like the more content that you have on your page, that's targeted content to high search volume keywords. And the better answers that you have, Google's going to want to display you if you have unique content, original content. and Display me, Google. <laughs> mm -hmm. Show me. <laughs> it seems like web pages are going to turn into this weird Jeopardy thing almost where every page you look at is going to start being like, what is SEO? I'm glad you asked. Well, here's what it is. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They put it at the bottom of their page, so you don't really see it. So You don't have to put it at the top, down at the bottom. Is this the new SEO version of the old... Uh, put a bunch of keywords at the bottom and, and make them the same color as the background and all that kind of know. stuff. No, we don't want to get penalized. If Google saw that, they would. How long ago was that, guy? Oh, but that <laughs> was old school trying to work now. Everybody's sticking tons it's of like questions. Gaming the system. The bottom of the page. Eventually yeah. it seems like they'll ding you if you have too many questions and answers. Totally. Page. Definitely. That's what. Yeah. It's Just part of it, right? Choose the ones that are most relevant that are related to your what you're doing. You know, because you'll see that people also ask is gonna have some weird stuff. So I don't copy all those questions. I pick the ones that are relevant. Wait, and Brennan, you know, Google, what they show you depends on your history with them. So when I it never has weird questions for me. I don't know what you've been doing. <laughs> I don't know. Google has been watching. Always go incognito. Never be logged in when you're searching because Google is going to make it to whatever you want it to be. But, but Google is just an algorithm and they're pulling those questions and answers. And sometimes those questions are just gibberish and don't even make sense. And yeah, here's but, a fun yeah. exercise for everybody. We're going to go on a quick break. Uh, while we're on break, type in really quick. How do I and see what it uh, what answer it gives you? Other, if it gives you something really dark, you might want to reconsider what you're. How doing. do I? Yeah, let's see what the top trending searches. Then yeah. turn your VPN mm -hmm. on and see what it is. Now, then do it on your husband or wife's computer. <laughs> I check on my wife real fast. Yeah, how do I kill my husband and not get away with it? That's what shows up on my wife's. It's very. That's what you need disturbing. to worry about. That's yeah. what we need to check. <laughs> That's funny. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with uh, Brandon Leibowitz of SEO Optimizers talking about the Google Featured Snippet and SEO. Hey, you can find plenty of free marketing case studies. We call them inspirational stories of customer-first marketing. Lots of free case studies to spur your next great idea, spark your thinking. You can find that at marketingsherpa.com. That's marketing, S-H-E-R-P-A-A.com. We've also got conversion marketing training based on a patented methodology that's going to make you look really smart to your team and improve your results at mechlabs.com, M-E-C-L-A-B-S.com. It's based on more than $138 million of research into customer choice. Welcome back to the If You Market podcast. We got Brandon Leibowitz, Carla Joe Helms here with us talking about SEO and the Google Featured Snippet. Brandon, I feel like we covered the Featured Snippet part pretty thoroughly in the uh, in the first half there. Is there anything critical that that we're missing out on? Give us a secret. In regards to <laughs> like the Featured Snippet or SEO in general. We know you're keeping the best stuff for yourself. We know, we know you're holding back on us, Brandon. <laughs> Yeah, the featured snippet. Did we cover that pretty well? Is that 
is that what it is? I mean, basically people need to look at the H2 tags, put, put answers on there, go find the questions they want to answer on their site, mm-hmm. put it on a page, make sure this content yeah. and do the work basically. And then, and then, and then it's prey time that Google picks you up. <laughs> well, you did say it was underutilized, yeah, right? So I, I, I bet prey time's like not for a while now, if you really do that. <laughs> You know, if everybody hasn't caught on, you're going to be pretty. As long as Google rewards you. Yeah, as long as they reward you. That's the key. Well, we're greedy. We want more. What else can you tell us? Now, like other SEO things, probably going after the the not as common questions is going to give you a higher chance of getting a feature snippet for one of your answers, right? Versus, I mean, if you go after the big main question, you probably have major companies going after those as well. Yep. If Google decides to show it. So if they don't, mm. not enough people are searching for those smaller questions and Google might not just not much search volume. The bigger ones, that's where you're probably going to get the more likely, the bigger chance of actually displaying it since Google wants to capture those or yeah. Yeah. I would say. Oh, so small questions. It isn't that nobody's put the question and answer out there necessarily, but there's just not enough. Like Google might have people are searching for that. Right. They have a threshold maybe to where they'll say, if we don't have X number of searches, we're not going to put a snippet up. I would think so. Not hundred percent sure, but I would think that they're not going to show it all the time because that feature snippet isn't always accurate. So they need people to manually review them and check them. And it's a lot. Mm. So going obscure won't necessarily pay off. Don't do, (laughs) don't do that. You create a bunch of obscure pages that will never get shown anywhere. No, um, no, Google doesn't like that because if you just have extra pages, it's just going to bloat your website and it slows down the crawl because Google only allows so much crawl space with their spiders. So if you have thousands of pages that are really just there for SEO, Google's going to be like, well, we're not going to look at all these pages and they might skip over your homepage your service right. page because they just don't have enough crawl allotment in their budget with each website. So each website only gets so much content that Google's going to read off. Mm. But yeah, I would just focus on the more important, bigger picture things, focus on that important content, the most relevant, really just all relevancy. The more relevant the content is or the question is, the keywords that people are searching for, the better off it's going to be because Google's all about relevancy. That's really what they're looking for is the most relevant question and the relevant answer to help people stay on Google longer and keep using their search engine. Okay. So they are a black box and you never quite know. I think the best answer for any question about Google could be, well, we don't quite know. Uh, nobody really knows. Um, but no, do they... Um, with Google. <laughs> The featured snippets, do they rotate those or when something gets put in as a snippet, is it always the answer? Um, so maybe you're not going to be the most common answer, but will you get in sometimes maybe? No, Google will definitely test it out depending on your geolocation, search history, language. So they're definitely going to be showing different ones and seeing which ones got the better results, whatever they're looking for. Is it eye time like how long are people staying there reading it mm. or how long are people mousing over it highlighting it clicking it not sure are, what their measurement mm. is for that so you're telling me google a b tests no way <laughs> a b c d e f g all the way down as much as they can Interesting. never stop testing always test everything and that's what everyone should be mm. doing with their marketing test everything test and test and keep on testing. I mean, there's no perfect website. There's no perfect anything. And Amen. You know, work until that you is test. true. 
you might find the most obscure one that you thought this is never going to work. And that results in the most conversions. You never know until you test. So I always recommend people test everything. Right. Google is called alphabet for a reason. They use the mm-hmm. whole alphabet in their testing. A through yep, Z. A to Z. <laughs> Go down that gauntlet because the more testing you do, the better off you're going to be. All right. Let's, um, if you don't mind, let's talk about these, the heading tags a little bit more. Uh, that's fascinating to me. I've done some mild HTML in the past and poked at a website here and there, uh, but I never really thought about using heading tags versus just using a font and making it look the size I want. Um, apparently, big mistake to not use these these heading tags because if you want to be, I thought that was SEO. common knowledge for SEO, but. Well, thanks a bunch, KJ. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. Is it common knowledge? Maybe not. No, it should be basic SEO. Make sure you have your header tag. I guess a lot of people really don't know that, right? They're going to do bold and size and things like that. But yeah. Or they have too many header tags, empty header tags, which I see a lot of times because header tags are kind of like a newspaper. Like if I had a physical copy of like the LA times or any newspaper, the LA times would be the title of the newspaper. That would be the H1 tag saying, this is the most important section, the H2 tags. And it keeps going H3, H4, H5, but the H2 would be like any of the main stories on the, on the LA times. That would be the H2 tag. Then H3 would be like the smaller stories on there. And it's kind of like a website. You section it off and you have all these different sections and putting the header tag tells Google, this is a somewhat important section. And I see all the time sites will have five H1 tags. That's like the LA Times having five titles. It's Google's gonna be like, we don't know what the title is of this page. Or I see all the time empty H1 tags. So they'll have nothing in the H1 tag or they'll have H1 tags that say the same thing five times where it's repeating itself. So you only wanna have H1 H1 tag any H2s, H3s, H4s, you can have as many as you want, but H1, there should only be one title for that page. And this is for every page on your website. So it's like the main ingredient, right? Yeah. So there should only be one and there needs to be one. On each page. H1 tags. H2, H3, H4, yeah. H2s, um, Google probably doesn't look past H3s or H4s, but H2s are also pretty important. I would make sure you have a few H2s sectioning off your website and the header. So H- that's what I thought. Yeah. So header tags, header tags. there's different names for them, but every platform is different WordPress or Shopify, but you highlight your text and it usually says, do you want to make this a paragraph or a header? And then it might say H1, H2, H3. And so I want to make sure you don't use them too frequently. The H1's one H1 per page. It's usually pre-built into your website. Everybody's going to listen to this podcast and there's going to be a crap load of H2 tags everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, don't do too many H2s. Don't do it, just people. Do whatever is don't relevant. do yeah. it. <laughs> just do what needs to be there. Don't just throw them in to throw them in because Google will know and pick up and they don't like that anymore. So whatever <laughs> makes sense to section it off, do it. But don't just throw them in to throw them in. And like Scott is saying, don't just bold or, or I mean, increase the font size using the header tags is something that Google looks at with emphasis. So that's a better, safer way to go about it. Okay, so use those tags. That's, um, I mean, again, it's marketers. Most marketers are not website developers by any means. Maybe they do have uh, access to the website to make changes here and there. But if we're talking about SEO, um, 
make sure you got those header tags set properly. If, uh, if yeah. you want to show up anywhere, talk um, to an HCO expert, talk to Brandon. Yeah. You. If, if you're unsure, yeah. Dr. Brandon is here for us. <laughs> Speaking of which, Brandon, we haven't got to this yet. Who um, are you? Yeah. Your company, SEO Optimizers. What do you guys do? Yeah. So I <laughs> pretty much, we specialize in helping get more organic free traffic from Google. So working on getting you more traffic, optimizing your website or optimizing your images to show up in Google, or if you have videos or if your local business, getting you up in Google My Business or even ranking you on Yelp, I could optimize for Yelp and all these other websites because they all run off algorithms. So it's all just trying to figure out what they're looking for, where to place those right keywords and how to build that trust, usually with backlinks or a lot of different variables. But that's primarily what we're doing is just helping you get that free traffic so you don't have to spend money on ads because ads work. But once you stop spending money on ads, you just disappear. Whereas with yeah. SEO, you stop doing SEO, you you're slowly going to disappear because your competition is going to try to outrank you, but you're not just going to disappear completely. So you've been doing this for 20 years. Is that right? Since 2000, like 14 years now. Seven. So I've been seven. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. 14 years. Cool. But if you listen yeah. to this in four years, he's been doing it for 20 years. So. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Depends yeah, on when you, you listen this up on YouTube. And <laughs> depends what year you're in right now. So if you're in 2021, yep. It's been 14 years. So Brandon, are there still any ways to manipulate the, the SEO? Um, we're talking about the super old school trick of putting a bunch of keywords at the bottom of a page, that kind of stuff. Or are the algorithms mm-hmm. so good now, whether it's Yelp or Google or, or anywhere that, that trying to m- manipulate them or trick them in any way is, is a waste? No, yeah, we're not trying to trick them. We're just trying to show them that we have the most relevant answer, showing them that we're the best website compared to these 10 other ones on that first page of Google. Show us instead of them, but tricking Google, if Google sees that you're trying to manipulate them because they've been around and they've seen all the tricks for the most part. I mean, not all. Yeah, they have. Right. A lot. And they know how to pick up really quickly on those patterns and they're happy to penalize you because if they see you're doing that, Instead of ranking higher, they're gonna be like, nope, we're gonna drop you down. Right. If not, I mean, worst case scenario is they might kick you off per- permanently, but that all just entices you to spend more money on ads because now you're not ranked on Google. You want that visibility, you want that traffic. So you in the organic results, you can pay us if you like, or you could build a whole new website and start from scratch, which mm. it's gonna take a lot of work, but that's what happens yeah. sometimes. So I would never do it on your main website. I mean, some of that, those tricks, they do work, but they're short-lived. So right. never do it on your main website. If you want to test and buy like a dot info for like two bucks. Off now we're getting some real that. info from you. Okay. Okay. I was like, I see you raise your hands up and be like, we're not trying to trick anybody. I'm like, but no. if you knew of a trick that worked, you tell me you wouldn't use it. Come on. No, you can do it on, just don't do it on your main website because your competition is going to find it or see that you're doing it and they're going to report you to Google or Google's going to find you. So you might get rankings for a couple of days, but after that, you're just gonna disappear. So, so you're would, saying there's no yeah, silver bullet. Play around with it, but it's so it's like robbing a bank. You say you might get away more. with it once yeah. or twice, but you only need to get caught once and you're done. So don't bother. Yep, yep. And you don't want your main company, your corporate website, to get penalized from Google. You're gonna have a lot of people asking you some questions like, "What is going on?" And who needs to get fired again? <laughs> they're happy to penalize you. Okay, so. I mean, we brought you up SEO optimizers. You guys do SEO, obviously, and you can probably optimize it. 
Um, How did you get into this business? So I just kind of fell into it after I graduated from college, had my degree in business marketing and wanted to go into like traditional advertising, marketing kind of things. But 2007, the recession hit. So it was kind of tough to find a job. And Oh, yeah. So I kind of just, this company near my house was like, hey, we want you to do internet marketing. And I was like, I don't really know much about internet marketing. I learned too much about that in school, but they're like, don't worry. We don't know much about either. And we're going to take to like classes and <laughs> workshops and seminars and let me learn on my own and read books. And I kind of podcast podcasting back then, but learn just about as much as I can. And back then I kind of really, I was helping them out with everything, doing like their SEO, doing social media, doing email marketing, doing paid ads and all that stuff works. You definitely want to utilize some of that stuff, but I just realized that SEO is free traffic and everyone's probably going to have a website in the future. So maybe I should just stick it out with this SEO thing and kept going with it, especially because it's free traffic. That was the main thing. It's like, why pay for traffic when you could optimize your website and for a fraction of that cost, get rankings indefinitely or for a lot longer than with the paid ads, but it all does work. I mean, especially email and all that stuff. I mean, got to, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You want to diversify and have traffic coming in from all different sources. Multiple sources, multiple. A tip I would have for companies is when you're hiring somebody, never tell them, don't worry, we don't know anything about this. You're basically saying like, you could just make it up and tell us you're doing great stuff and we'll have no idea. That's kind of, yeah, yeah. Looking back now, <laughs> could have just coasted by and pretended I was learning all about SEO and make all these changes, but we won't know if now. you know what you're doing either. So no sweat. Yeah, but look how important yeah, it is yeah. now for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, they got lucky. They got somebody yeah, yeah. who actually wanted to get this stuff done and, and whatnot. I I have spoke to people that got jobs in IT when they didn't even know IT. And they're just like, oh, I told them I knew how to do this stuff. And they hired me. And then I figured it out. I Googled stuff when I needed to. And it's like they were not getting what they paid for. And no, uh, no. I know like, a few people <laughs> like that when I used to work at advertising agencies. Just yeah. Fake it till you make it. And just if you could get past that interview, then then you got to do your homework, watch some YouTube videos. I mean, nowadays, it's pretty easy to learn. You go on YouTube or join groups on Facebook or forums, or it's a lot easier. But back then, there wasn't that much content out there. But now it's just content overload. So now it's just finding the good content, the relevant ones. Yep. That's just like Google, just trying to shift through all that content, trying to find the best content to put out there and give you that best result. One more PSA for for hiring for companies. That's when I think recruiting agencies are really valuable. If you don't have any in-house expertise to know if the person you're interviewing knows what they're talking about, then you you got to have an agency that can actually interview these people and know, do they know how to code HTML or are they just saying they do and you don't know how to call it out on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that Um, is important too because if you don't know what to look for, you're going to be in the dark kind of hoping and kind of like with SEO. A lot of people don't know what to look for with reporting and stuff like that because a lot of SEO is really intangible. So I usually tell people, like, if you want to look, the best place is just look in Google Analytics, look at organic traffic and see how your traffic is going. Is it going up, down, bouncing around, or Google Search Console? Both are free tools from Google that I would recommend to anybody that has a website. Utilize those tools and dive in and spend and some time learning about it and because it's going to show you everything you want to know about where your traffic's coming from it's gonna be a lot more in depth than like shopify analytics or wordpress analytics they don't tell you the full story google analytics and google search console it's information yeah. overload but the more data the better off you're going to be 
No, that's great advice. Well, and I'm sure a lot of marketers know that, but it's but, always good uh, to hear the basics again, right? Yeah, you got to yeah. spend some time on those. I mean, those, a lot of people have it, but they don't look at it. They don't examine it. And especially Google Search Console for SEO, that's going to show you any errors, any warnings. I'll show you if you got that FAQ schema, it'll actually pop up in Google Search Console saying you got the schema now, or if you've been penalized from Google, sometimes they'll tell you in Google Search Console, like you've been penalized for low quality content or for backlinks, which low no quality content. And you're that. like, but I wrote that blog and they're like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't like it. No. Usually that's for duplicate content where yeah. if you copied someone else's, cause a lot of people do that too, or they'll take content from another website, rewrite it a little bit, but if Google still could pick up that you just rewrote it or you just copied it verbatim and they don't like that stuff. When Google's algorithm says your blog sucks, then you got to really reconsider your life choices that's the technical <laughs> term yeah you're in trouble yeah. then you don't want google to say that so we're gonna avoid that at all costs all right so let's give some homework to the listeners here i would say uh go check your website make sure you have your h1 and h2 tags in order your h on, yeah on all yeah. your major pages maybe and then look to add a question and answer that's relevant to you know your main five pages something like that Mm -hmm. Yeah, would that be the Q section at the bottom of any of your main service pages, even the homepage? I mean, again, just search and look at like hotels in New York or Chicago or any of these states, and you'll see kind of how these other companies are doing it. And you should kind of get an idea is like what is possible with this stuff because there is a lot you can do with it. And it's all pretty, I mean, it's been around for maybe two years, but it is interesting to see not many people utilize it. And if you could take up more real That's estate great. on the first page of Google, hmm. it's always a win. You situation. say add an FAQ section. Is that just having a spot where you have question, answer, question, answer, or does it need yeah. some special formatting? No, just question, answer. Just like, hmm. here's a question, here's an answer. And yeah, don't have to worry about too much other than that, other than the H2 tags, marking it up with that, that we were talking about. But Each question should be an H2 tag? Yeah, the question should be the H2 tag. Got it. Question H2 tag, answer H3 or regular text? Regular, regular text, yeah. Okay. And then does it need to be labeled itself as FAQ or just having the questions and answers and Google knows? You could do it either way. I see people doing it both ways. So I don't think it matters. That's what he said earlier. It doesn't matter. But I don't care what people think. I want to know what Google thinks. Does Google want it? I think Brandon said it doesn't matter. We do too. I wish I knew that answer, but (laughs) I see both sides ranking. So some websites have it, some don't. So it's just like, all right, Google, no consistency. We just got to go whatever feels right or whatever flows or looks best on your website. I've got an iPhone, so I could ask Siri, but somebody with Android needs to do the, hey, Google, like, should I put FAQ at the top of my section or not? Like that's Google, right? It should give you the, or it's going to say, I'm sorry, I can't tell you that. That's kind of a trade secret. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Google's not going to tell us that answer yet. They're going to beat around the bush and kind of let you know one thing and then throw it all in another circle and just spin it around. And that's what Google does. They'll just kind of give you a hint, but then they throw it around and just mix it all up. So you're just like, I don't even understand right. now what that answer was. But I feel like once a week, I see right. uh, <laughs> I see an alert. It's like, we don't look at it, but it does help out. But it's yeah. like, well, right, Google, we don't understand. We, yeah. Yeah. Look I'm over bad, here. Bad, don't bad. look over here. Do this. I'm, don't do this. Look at you. I'm seeing regularly these that. stories online where somebody says, oh, Google's about to change things and it's going to destroy everybody's business. Um, basically, they mean if you were ranking before, you might not because Google's going to 
do yeah. some changes. Like, why would it destroy everybody's? Wouldn't somebody still be the top? It's not going to be. It's just going to rearrange <laughs> things some. There's going to be so, some winners yeah. and some losers. But the ones that are worried about it are the people that kind of trick Google. That's the ones that have yeah, to I mean, sweat it out. Do like, that whole change to like stop the games from gaming the system. It really is yeah. consistency, right? Based off the basic postulate of content, good content. Right. As long as you don't have anything to worry about, as long as you're doing everything by the books and you can read Google Webmaster Guidelines and they'll tell you what they're looking for. But again, take everything with a grain of salt that Google tells you because they're not telling you the full story. They don't <laughs> want yeah, to, take everything with a grain of salt and then call Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'll help you out if you need some more with that. All right. This has been awesome, Brandon. Um, I want to say people check out the show notes on ifymarket.com. You can check out Brandon on LinkedIn if you want to reach out to him. We'll have a link there for the SEO optimizers. I've got a gift link here. You want to tell people what that is or should it be a surprise? Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you go to my website, seooptimizers.com forward slash gift, made a little page for everyone that's listened to the podcast. So thank you for listening and coming out or listening today. So go to seooptimizers.com forward slash gift and you can find all the information there, how to reach out to me, how to find me and things like that. And that's so nice. Yeah, awesome. Trying to get back. We expect out. to see some H2 tags and uh, FAQ on that page as well, Brian. So yep, I'll be giving out <laughs> header tags to everybody. <laughs> header tags and FAQ Free header tags. For everyone, you'll get a header tag and you'll get a header tag. Brandon Leibowitz, the Oprah of header tags. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to get back. So again, check out ifyoumarket.com for the uh, for the show notes on the show. Check out seooptimizers.com slash gift for Brandon Leibowitz and on behalf of the Ify Market Podcast and Carla Joe Helms and Brandon Leibowitz of FCO Optimizers. That was a mouthful, SEO Optimizers. Thank you for listening to the Ify Market Podcast where we believe if you market the shit out of it. With Google Optimizer, or no, Google Snippets. No, with SEO Optimizers, how about that? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Should we do that again? Yeah. If you market the shit out of it with any of that stuff, they will come. That's right. Should you find yourself in need of targeted lists for your sales and marketing campaigns, have a look at topdatasearch.com. Our platform lets you quickly and easily search and download lists with email, phone, mailing address, everything you need for your sales and marketing campaigns. So if like many of our clients, you're sick of the high cost, poor data quality, and poor service of your current list provider, go to topdatasearch.com and get a free account, no seat fees, no subscription necessary. You will only pay for data when you need it. Use the promo code IFYOUMARKET1000 and get an extra 1,000 free download credits. That's topdatasearch.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.